Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This is our very first episode, and my name is Jordan Sparks, and I am here with Lexi Sauvey. So we are starting for the very first time today with this podcast, but this hasn't been our first thought of it. We have been (laughs) talking about this for quite some time. Uh, I don't even know how we started talking about this. Do you remember how this all began? Um, I think, (laughs) I think really we were talking about um, women's, well, the lack of helpful resources for pastor's wives specifically. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. We we're talking um, about some books we had read as usual. Yeah. So yeah, that, I guess that leads us to introductions. So we can kind of tell you who we are and then we'll go on and talk about kind of why we're doing this. Um, like I said, my name is Jordan Sparks and my husband is Jared Sparks um, and he does the Shepherd's Crook, which is um, who we are going to be kind of partnering with, with our podcast. So he is a church planter. We live in Carbondale, Illinois. We have two boys. Um, Ransom is five years old and Valor is one. And we homeschool. Um, What else can I say about us? (laughs) I also do um, design work for people one day a week. Um, I do merchandising at a boutique. And some crafty stuff around the house I like to bake. And all things creative. So I guess that's about enough. I like to read. About it, lots of reading. Yeah. <laughs> what are you reading right now? What's your book? Um. So I'm doing the Bible reading challenge in the mornings, and then in the afternoons I'm still plugging through. Um, for the children's sake. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one to for, be. It yeah. came with our homeschool curriculum, and I'm still plugging away. And and my curriculum has us read one chapter a week, and this chapter this week is like a hundred pages long. So I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna fit this in in my afternoon reading times. And then at night, yeah. I'm so working on everything else. Yeah. So um, at night before bed, I like to read fiction. And right now I'm um, trying to finish up The Silent Planet. And then I also started just like a for fun book that I grabbed at the library. And it is called... Twilight? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I won't say that I haven't read that though. I have read that in my past. Um, let's see. What is it called? The book something. I can't remember. I'm only one like... Was it The Book Thief? No, it's not the book Thief. Oh, okay. Book something. I can't remember. Anyways, what are you reading? Oh, golly. What am I not reading would be an easier one. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Bible reading challenge. And then I like to go through a Puritan book after the Bible in the morning. So I'm going through Hugh Binning's Christian Love, which I've read a few times. And I just, it's so helpful to calibrate my heart before before waking up all my little people. Um, And then mostly I have ones that I, I... I wish I could finish, but I'm not. The one I'm going to finish is called The Prize Winner of Defiance, Ohio. It's about a family of 10 with an alcoholic dad and just how the mom really survived by using her writing talent, basically, to continue to win money through different um, contests so that she could basically keep her family afloat. That's pretty kind of depressing, but (laughs) but it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is very interesting. So, So, yeah, that's me. And um, I'm still waiting for Nancy's Wilson, Nancy Wilson's pastor's wife book oh, to come yep. in. Yep. It's not going to be until like the end of October for some reason. Oh, I, I wonder. It's taking that's a long weird. Time for it to come in, but 
Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I usually bust through her books really quickly. Yeah. Um, anyways, tell us more about yourself other than what you're just reading. Okay, well, I'm Lexi Sauvé. I'm married to Brian. Um, we have been at Refuge for, oh my gosh, I think 10 years now. I was still in high school when it was planted. Um, he's been the pastor, though, for the past five years. He was an elder before that, but he's been the lead pastor since then. And we just love it out here in Utah. We're in the mountains. Um, we have three children outside the womb. <laughs> One will be arriving in like five weeks, which is really weird. But we have Ari's our oldest, and then Ira, and then Daphne. And we're officially sharing the name. So Woo-hoo-hoo. the next little guy will be Cyril on the scene in just a few few weeks, which is weird. <laughs> Are you going to call him Cyril? Um, yeah. So I really liked Cy, like the mm-hmm. Dutch name Cy, but Brian didn't like it. So, yeah. <laughs> so Cyril was kind of our, I'm sure we'll call him both of them, but yeah. Right. Yep. I love it. So I, people are probably going to think we're doing the Duck Dynasty thing because that's what I thought of immediately. I was like, oh. Is someone named that? that? Yes. Well, oh, okay. but I think it's, I think it's technically Silas, but anyways. Oh, they call him Cy. On we're them. going old okay. school Latin with the Cyril, so. Got it. And aside from that, I mean, I've written at various platforms on and off. I kind of took all of last year off doing any sort of creative output. So having this podcast is like a new, kind of a new thing, but a more doable thing, I think, in this season. Yeah. Uh, Lexi also taught me how to make sourdough bread. So she did it <laughs> baking. So many, I feel like there's so many more things I could say about you. <laughs> She's All the good, food. At, good at baking, good at handicrafts, reads like crazy. We uh, have a lot of stuff in common. I think that's yeah. why this yeah. is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's who we are. And um, I want to move on to why we're doing this. I'll just kind of share a little bit from my end and then you can um, – add in whatever you feel like is necessary also and and what you're thinking too. But um, I think first it kind of was birthed out of a desire to do it from seeing a need for it, like you said earlier. And then also just thinking through we, okay. So Lexi and I Vox all the time with the app Voxer. So if you hear me say we were Voxing, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) We've communicated through Voxer for the past uh, year now. I think it was like October is when we really, It feels like longer. So yeah, we started boxing about a year ago and it's been like an almost daily thing. (laughs) Um, Just boxing back and forth with each other. But anyways, uh, like I said on Voxer this week, I was thinking through a quote that I heard about the Puritan's wives and what would the Puritan's wives be doing if they had the resources that we had at our fingertips. So just wanting to be as fruitful as possible in the time that we're living in with the resources that we have and just wanting to make the most of our life and just wanting to spread what we believe is important and possible. So anyways, yeah, there was a, I read a little bit about Katie, Katie Luther today, actually, because I've been thinking mm-hmm. about that quote and just reading some things about her, just how um, it seemed like she was incredibly fruitful <laughs> with her time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read much about her, but um, yes. Yeah. So she like, 
take care of like bred and sold cattle and livestock and um had a, had a whole guest house yeah yep. yeah had a guest house um she's my justification for why as soon as the baby comes out i want to learn to brew beer oh we've done it before wives can we did it before i'm gonna have to talk to you about that because we totally oh, cool. brewed beer one time um it exploded in jared's office after like oh gosh <laughs> But um, yeah, and we we're planning to do it again. My brother-in-law has done it a lot. But yeah, after hearing about her brewing, I was like, ooh, I want to learn how to brew beer. And we did it once. And it actually was pretty, it tasted good. The ones mm. that didn't explode, they tasted good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, she brewed beer. She had six children. And just from some of his writings, you can tell that they had a really cool, like playful, affectionate mm. marriage. There was a quote <laughs> that he said, uh, because I guess it was, some people discouraged him from a desire to get married and saying, you know, this will negatively affect the Reformation. People will see it as a scandal. You shouldn't get married. And um, I read a quote of his that he was saying that he thought his marriage to Katie would please his father, rile the Pope, cause the angels to laugh, <laughs> and cause the devils to weep. And I love that. <laughs> I just love that quote, um, just thinking through the implications of their marriage, like the fruitfulness mm -hmm. that she had, um, yep. and, and her impact on his life just as a helper and a support. And there's also lots of cool stuff about her and like gardening and helping him with health and things like that. And just mm. a lot of, a lot of um, care that you can see that she put yeah. forth towards her family. And then um, he's also talks about her impact that she had, that he would talk to her about, um, about decisions that, she, that needed to be made and that she would, um, give him loving counsel. And, and it's just a lot of really cool stuff in their marriage, but it made me think about, you know, just where we're living today and the mm -hmm. resources that we have, how can we be most fruitful in our homes and how can that spill over to the people yeah. here around us? Yeah, that's really good. And then also, Another reason that we've talked about doing this was just a feeling that there wasn't enough good resources out there. Yeah. Or just resources that don't, I think the term that I keep saying is like that don't just throw pity parties for pastors wives. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, because a lot of times with um, being a pastor's wife, you can, you know, have the, I'm lonely, which I'm not mm -hmm. saying. I, I know that Lexi and I have talked about this recently <laughs> that I have felt that. So um, I'm not saying that the feelings aren't real yeah. because I yeah. feel that sometimes too. Um, but just the, you feel like a little bit different of a relationship with people amongst the body that you're involved in. Yeah. So, I think it was in Gloria Furman's book. I think it's called The Pastor's Wife. And I mean, she has an extremely talk about like challenging ministry, just her husband's physical health and mm -hmm. the way she has to take care of him and literally be his hands. Mm -hmm. um, she was talking about how she had to realize that it wasn't just her that was struggling to get to church on Sunday mornings. I know I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, being the single mom, pastor's wife sort of thing. But she was saying like her mindset really changed when she realized that if the body of Christ really gathering on Sundays really is as amazing as, as supernatural as, um, you know, Christ had to die to make this body a whole, then every single woman trying to get there on Sunday mornings is having to overcome sort, some sort of hurdle. Mm -hmm. And that just helped me to stop feeling bad for myself, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was several years ago before I, I mean, 
I don't even know if Ryan was lead pastor when I read that, but it was just a really helpful kind of approach. I think a lot of, at least a lot of what I was used to up until that point was more so just, like I said, throwing a pity party for mm-hmm. pastor's wives and trying to really figure out how to like protect yourself instead of lay yourself down for the church. Yeah. So uh, you won't be getting pity parties here on the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um, on, a, on the tag tagline or the intro that I um, was recording yesterday, I said um, something along the lines of grace-fueled courage to remain faithful mm-hmm. in your calling. Yep. And that's what we want to give. We want to give grace-fueled courage to be the pastor's wife that um, sees her weakness and sees that, you know, this is hard but sees that pushes me towards Jesus that I will boast all the more in my weakness. Um, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me that I, that I'm not going to feel sorry for myself, but I will have joy in pushing myself to Jesus and remaining faithful to him. And like you said, laying my life down that mm-hmm. God may be glorified through me. And I think in that sense, that's why this podcast can apply to any Christian woman out there. That's not yeah. married to a pastor or even married at all, because we're just really, we're just trying to encourage one another to be faithful in our um, unique callings, whatever they may be. And for you and I, that just happens to be being married to pastors, being pastor's wives. Right. Because there's no Bible verses to the pastor's wife. No, no, um, no. There's Bible verses <laughs> to wives and to Christian women. So yeah, as we're going through this, we're going to be talking to you, remain faithful. This isn't, this isn't a extra special, special challenge that you have. It's a challenge, but all women have challenges. All Christian women have challenges Mm -hmm. to remain faithful to what God's calling them to do. So, um, look to Jesus, stay strong, be cheerful. (laughs) Um, and then also we want to help build the kingdom. We want to, um, (laughs) you know what I'm about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say it earlier when you were talking about that quote from Martin Luther. I mean, it's just so obvious in a quote like that, that God intends to use marriage to build culture and his kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we want to, we want to help build a kingdom. We want to help shape culture. We want um, more and more women to be biblically faithful and to Mm. not, not be ashamed of what God says to women and to be excited to obey him and excited to know what he says to women and to obey. So yeah, we want to help. We want to help just get more and more women behind the Bible and behind biblical femininity. Yes. Anything to say about that? <laughs> this is obviously our first one, everyone. Hang with us. <laughs> um, it, it does remind me about how uh, we have our table liturgy. And I don't know why. Brian's been doing this for a while. But just like a week ago, it dawned on me. He has a section where he addresses each of us. And when he gets to me, there's a section from Song of Solomon um, where he's talking about his wife, who is as awesome as an army with banners. And I don't know. I was like, I think I was just cooking in the kitchen or something. And I realized, I'm like, wait a second. He's comparing me to an army. Like that doesn't seem very feminine to me. (laughs) And it just, as I started thinking through that analogy and then talking to him about it, it was cool because I was like, there is, for me, I was thinking there is a unique strength when I'm being my most God glorifying feminine self, as opposed to trying to be the male leader. But then Brian had mentioned that um, what he thinks is happening in that section is just that 
just like masculinity has its own type of strength that's awesome in and of itself so does femininity have its own sort of strength it's not that there's one of them is strong and one of them is weak it's that they are both strong when they're being their unique separate selves if that makes sense yeah not pitted against one another so yeah i just think that's like you said we really want to have i want to have kind words but strong words for women especially today because i don't want women to be hoodwinked <laughs> yeah um into believing the culture and i want women i think something i come across a lot is just that when you start talking about some of these issues that we will talk about, women are not quick to use their minds for the most part or to, um, you know, pick up books and research maybe the opposite opinion of what they've been taught or what they even believe. Or so I just want to encourage women to use their minds to love the Lord, not just their hands, even though that's a big part of it, especially as women, Mm -hmm. but to really use their minds to love the Lord. Yeah, to be engaged. And I know the temptation is there um, just with, you know, children and being tired Mm -hmm. and feeling like your brain just doesn't work full throttle like (laughs) it used to. Um, I know the temptation is there to feel like I can't just, I can't, Um, just to feel like it's too much. And I want to challenge you to push in to, like I said earlier, look to Jesus and ask for help, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand and, Mm. and to really use your mind, think through, think through theology, think through what things the Bible really says about topics and things in our culture right now. And um, yeah, and not just what, I think there's a huge difference, not just what culture says the Bible says, or even what Christian culture says the Bible says, because You can't do that. You need to go to the source itself and figure out what does it say? Read like, yeah, read the Bible for itself. Yeah. Which is where I'll plug the Bible reading challenge. (laughs) Lexi and I both um, are doing the Bible reading challenge and this is my second year doing it. How long have you been doing it? I don't even know how long it's been going on. Um, I've been doing it since the beginning, which I think was right after Daphne was born. So this is probably the third year through it. Okay. Um, but you can find it anywhere online. The hashtag right now is keep the feast. And basically it's an ambitious Bible reading plan. Um, there, I mean, I, I heard the number the other day, but I, was it like 16,000 people? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Um, people from all over the world are doing it right now and we just started in September. So you're not, you're not far behind or anything like that, but, it's September through May. We will go through the entire Bible and then May through September, we'll go through the New Testament again. So basically in the course of a year, you go through the New Testament twice, the Old Testament once. And right now through the school year, it's um, like usually six chapters a day. And there are, there are uh, catch up days and you get Sundays off, but it's just, it's just an awesome Bible reading plan to go through and grab your friends, <laughs> grab family, whoever, and do it together because it's been so beneficial for me just to have people reading through the Bible, same page as I've been on the summer, the hashtag was same page summer. And, um, that just says a lot of what it was like. You just on the same page as people around you. Mm-hmm. So you can pick up your phone and be like, Hey, did you read this today? which Lexi and I have done a lot through Voxer, just chatting about things that we picked out through the text and just how cool it's been. So yeah, I will plug that here and just saying women get in the Bible and read God's word. And that's how you become more biblically faithful is by Mm -hmm. reading the Bible and knowing the Bible. 
Yeah. And I love something that they always talk about. Um, like don't get bogged down in commentaries. <laughs> that was something I needed to hear a couple years ago because as I went to three kids, I no longer had the time or energy to be up so early in the morning doing lengthy Bible study. So um, their whole approach is just like, if you're faithfully reading scripture, then the next time you come across that thing that maybe you're confused about, you'll be able to interpret it with scripture because you have more scripture mileage under your belt. So I just love that approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know if you hear the loud whispering behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Ransom and Jared. Dad! (laughs) It's okay. I just sent my boys down the hill where yeah. it's been raining all day and okay. they may burst in at any moment with mud everywhere. So. Okay. It's like, entertain yourself. Go get in the mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, a, that's about all that I have for today. How about you, Lexi? Anything else you wanted to say? Um, I don't think so. I think all the other things we'll probably address here pretty soon. So, Okay, cool. That's episode one. And I don't even know how often I was going to say, I was going to say how often we're doing this, but I don't even know. We're, we'll get a new, another one out eventually. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. We do have an Instagram account. If you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm sure we'll post on there when new episodes come out. And um, also you can find more resource- resources mm. on biblical femininity and being a pastor's wife through the shepherdscrook.co. Um, there'll be articles from Lexi and I as well as other contributors. So you can check that out and um, send your husbands that way if your husband is a pastor um, for care, counsel, and resources. Is that about it? Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of The Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started The Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.